right now on VFN TV. For over 40 years, the March for Life's been going on. We're going to take you to the March for Life that just took place, one in 2010, showing you the media bias. And Vice President Mike Pence speaking for the first time on behalf of the President and the nation today, right now on VFN TV. Welcome to VFN TV, where we're keeping the conversation light. That's L-I-G-H-T, light, with your host, Greg Lancaster. Welcome to VFN TV. I'm Greg Lancaster, and joining me just a moment is Steve Kalaszewski. Well, think about it. You saw so many people get so excited. We've been praying on our program for, for, for ever since the Lord let us begin to do so, to, that God would end abortion, send revival, send a third grade awakening, and now we have a president that's pro-life, looking to put pro-life judges on the Supreme Court, and a vice president whose entire political career, from the beginning to where he is now as vice presidency, has been on a pro-life platform. But first, I want to take you right to uh, a few Liberty University students that were at the recent March for Life. Let's take a look. We're now on Constitution Avenue, and the marchers are still coming down. So many people from across this country standing in support of life. We're so excited that we ran into some students from Liberty University, you know, seniors, a couple sophomores, and we're going to talk to them for a few minutes. So this is Hannah. Hannah, we're so happy to have you here. Tell us a little bit about why you're here and what this day means for you. I'm thrilled to be here. This is actually my first pro-life march. Um, so um, being here is kind of a personal story for me. Um, my grandmother actually got pregnant with my mom in the Middle East when she was 13 years old, gave birth to my mom when she was 14. And in that culture, she could have been killed, um, but stoned to death through an honor killing if they found out she was pregnant. Um, but my grandmother, she chose life and she ran away while pregnant with my mom, just a 13, 14 year old girl scared to death. And she chose life. Uh, Holy Spirit spoke to her. And, she left my mom in a Jewish orphanage and said goodbye to her forever. And um, luckily, uh, there were two Americans in the Air Force that came over to Israel and saw my mom in the window of the orphanage, felt a calling to adopt her and brought her back to America. Um, so I decided to use my voice and use that story as a platform to stand up for those who cannot stand up for themselves. And here today, we see um, the silenced majority standing up and marching for the silent genocide, because um, in reality, that is what's going on here. So I'm honored and blessed to be part of this, and I'm excited to see um, the next couple years and how our generation can just rise up and fight this. So. Well, that's a beautiful story. It's so amazing to hear stories like that as so many people, and you're so right about there being that silent, there's a silent majority, and there, you're being a voice to the voiceless, and that is so beautiful. So thank you for being here and for your presence. Tell me your name. My name's Daniel. Daniel. Wow. Tell us why you're here. Is this your first March for Life? This is my first March for Life. Uh, for me, I just, I just have seen the atrocity of abortion and I've been in D.C. before and asked for people that they were pro-life and done signatures and it was just sad seeing that over 96% of D.C. voted for a pro-abortion candidate like Hillary Clinton and being here just seeing all these people, it's just amazing to see that voice for Christ, that voice for life that's strong here today. It's so true and we're just steps away right now from where we saw an inauguration just one week ago with a brand new president that is so committed with his administration to supporting life and to protecting women. We've already seen some incredible pro-life actions not just here in the United States but having implications and an impact elsewhere internationally. So it's it's so true. You're so right to be here in D.C. where there is so much opportunity now to protect life. We have one more student. Tell me your name. Chad, hi. Tell us why you're here. Is this your first March for Life? I'm fortunate to say this is actually my second March for oh, Life. I had the chance to come back a couple, or to come my first time a couple of years ago, and my first real protest I think I'd ever been a part of. And 
was just something extremely special about being a part of, some, of something that's such a groundbreaking movement. I think what we have to do and why I want to be here, why I still want to be affiliated with this, is to try to approach this issue the same way that William Wilberforce had approached slavery, how Martin Luther King right, had, had approached right. racial tensions even a hundred years after slavery had been had been technically extinguished. Right. There was so much that had not been corrected in the hearts and minds of people. It's so true. And so there's so much that we we just have to look at this and see the end goal with this. It's true. See the end goal of a new America where this is not the normality anymore. Right. Where we are not compl complacent with the how people choose to view these issues and by preaching a philosophy and an appreciation of life right. that all people can find within themselves That's and know so to be true. true. And so it's really exciting to be here, to be with so many that are already excited to do that right. and to know that I think much of America, if they would really begin to understand our side, to understand where even science lies in our it's favor. It's so true. And of well, course, we're so excited that you could be here with us. Hannah, I'm going to bring you in one more time a little bit. If you could give a, a message to all of our viewers here who are, can't be here personally but are watching and participating, what would you want to tell them? Give, what is your parting message? I would tell you, do not be discouraged. Fight the good fight. Finish the race. Um, I know in the past eight years, there's been kind of a decline in the support for pro-life. And um, I would just encourage you, don't be discouraged, because today especially, we're getting, we're, our hopes are up. We're excited. We're encouraged. We're standing hand in hand, marching together. Um, I really think there's going to be something great coming these next couple of years, and I'm excited to see. So don't lose heart. Keep fighting. Um, keep praying. Just believe in what you stand for, and don't give up. So yeah. true. It's so true. Well, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you guys for fighting. We're so proud of who you are. This is so exciting because you're looking at the young people and people coming to Washington, D.C. that just took place in January, the March for Life, where people all in different cities all around the nation begin to march for, for life. And as a matter of fact, we have a pro-life president, a president for all life. But you know, the media has been so biased, even though there's been hundreds of thousands of people, Americans standing in the mall and marching for over 40 approximately 43 to 44 years since Roe versus Wade was, was passed by the Supreme Court, and they just cover it. You know, it's terrible what they cover. But guess what? We have documentation that we're about to show you of over 300,000 people marching for life in Washington, D.C. in the March for Life for 2010, and show you the comparison about how media is so biased against uh, conservatives, against Christians, against actual babies in the womb. Make sure you join us after the break. This is VFN TV, where we're keeping the conversation light. Follow us online at VFNTV.com. We'll be right back. I want to thank you so much for joining us here on VFN TV and the Daily Radio program. Every single day, we are on the air talking to the world and encouraging you by bringing the light, keeping the conversation light. And we also talk to you in many different ways as well. One way is at the VFN Torch. If you go to vfntv.com and click on the torch, our program that we have for years now with all these pertinent topics of the day, plus things that you need to know, is right there for you where you can go back and, and educate yourself on a particular matter. You can share things with a friend. You can listen to us and, and in addition in SoundCloud as well. You can share things audibly with other, other listeners out there and other viewers and friends. There's just so much available to you at vfntv.com. In addition, think about this. It's we come to you in the air, broadcasting in the air, in your pocket, which is on mobile devices, and online. 
we're all over the world and we want to be able to bring encouragement to you. And we do that one way with our app. You can go to uh, your app, Apple App Store, you can go to Google Play Store and, or your Windows Store and, and get your app and download it. The, the app is called VFN TV. Of course, you go to VFNTV.com. We have our little uh, area there. You can pick which app you want to be able to download. It's just so exciting to know that no matter where you are, we want to be able to encourage you. I don't know if you knew about this, but also you can sign up for our Torch newsletter. We have a gift for you for doing that. You just go to vfntv.com in the upper right-hand corner and fill out that little information and immediately a free gift will come to you. One of them is prudent preparation. Hopefully it's going to come to you and teach you how to probably prepare for the day, uh, what's happening in our culture today and how to think outside the box. And it's just something we want to be able to give to you, plus some other gifts as well. And I also want to make sure that you have a chance to be able to become a VFN TV partner. We have a whole partners area just to say thank you. It's a it's special areas, special events, green room, things we have available just to give our partners, just to be able to say thank you. Imagine anytime you can log into the partners area. Why? Because you partnered for any dollar figure at all to be able to, 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 to say thank you. Things you can share with your friends as well. Also, we have VFN Kingdom Business Partners, a whole nother area to be able to focus on the seven spheres of culture. Just very encouraging. And finally, I want to encourage you, maybe your business, maybe you want to become a business sponsor. Um, those are the ones that are standing with us, that want to keep the conversation light, that want to impact their community, but also want to be able to share their business, their service, what they provide for their community. You can do that by going to vfntv.com. Thank you so much and thanks for watching. Back to VFN TV with your host, Greg Lancaster. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are so glad that you've joined us. We're able to give a, a true perspective, yes. to the best of our knowledge, about things that are going on. And the more you're seeing news just go crazy yep. out there. And it's like, you know, secular news is just sold out. Mm -hmm. I mean, openly have sold out. And we're watching those prophetic words, you know, that God has given us and, and shared with us through other prophets that. Changing that, our language. Yeah, you're looking at the media mountain totally taken over. I mean, you yeah. heard, I mean, so we can't talk too many details <laughs> about that, but we're fixing to show you, you know, God's for life. I mean, if you look at the laws of Moses, and we've been freed from the laws, but the laws that God gave Moses to give to the people, he said, the law specifically said, this is what God said, you know, if somebody hits a pregnant woman and she gives birth early, mm -hmm. he has to pay, or she has to pay restoration, restoration to that person. Mm -hmm. But if they, hit the woman who's pregnant and the baby dies, that his life has to be taken. I mean, right. God sees the life of the child as what it is. It's life. And the media, I mean, why would anybody want to cover babies any other way? But there's an agenda. As a matter of fact, I think that Steve uh, Sanborn did an excellent job of Thy Nine Ministries when he covered the 2010 March for Life where over 300,000, 300,000 yeah. people showed up to be able to stand up for the, the children in the womb. But I want, he compares it though, well, how did the media cover 300,000? And what did the paper say? And what actually happened? What actually <laughs> happened? Huge. As a matter of fact, let's join that now. When we made Thine Eyes, our documentary of the 2009 March for Life in Washington, DC, we had hoped to set the media straight. We did not succeed. Their performance in 2010 convinced us that the issue at hand is not ignorance or incompetence, not even bias but outright fraud. As in 2009, the networks, the major newspapers, and the news magazines all but ignored the march, despite the hundreds of thousands who showed up on a blustery January day amidst a threatened ice storm. The coverage the media did provide 
was even more absurd than in the past. In 2009, for instance, our six-camera crew was instructed to shoot, and if possible, interview all pro-abortion supporters they found en route. They could find none. USA Today somehow managed to find a handful of pro-choice protesters and incredibly gave them equal billing. To complete the picture, the paper reduced the number of marchers to mere thousands. Our rooftop cameras counted roughly 350,000. Stunningly, in 2010, CNN gave that same pathetic handful of pro-aborts top billing. As I look at these signs, asked CNN's Rick Sanchez on air, which side is represented the most? Do we know? Well, Rick, we counted at least 300,000 pro-life marchers to five pro-choice protesters. In the real world, that qualifies as most. Only Newsweek proved more fraudulent. Its headline, Who's Missing at the Roe v. Wade Anniversary Demonstrations? Young Women! set a new standard for media deceit. The truth was obvious to anyone who chose to see. So why are you here, sweetie? Oh, I'm here uh, to show my support for the pro-life movement and speed one more person in the crowd. One more of a big crowd. How many do you think are here? I'm not good at estimating, but there are a lot of people. <laughs> Bigger than ever. Yes. You've been before? I went last year. I think they said something well over 300,000. Wow. Which is fantastic. Wow. And so many kids. Yes. I just went, I just came from the youth rally at the oh, Verizon okay. Center. There and were lots that? of people. Uh, it was completely full, and they had to turn some people away. You're kidding. Yes. Well, I hope we get our voice loud and clear for Obama. I hope so. A majority of the participants are in their 60s, wrote Newsweek's Krista Gesseman. Krista, majority means more than half, not less than 10%, and no... Pro-lifers will not soon be too old to stage an actual march. Do not worry. In truth, young women of every race, color, and creed are the single largest demographic at every march. They number in the scores of thousands. I am marching because as a teacher in this generation, um, we bring our kids every year to be an example to try and change the world and change the nation. I had to force, um, I was forced to face this choice um, to decide to choose life and I just want to say that it's, um, it's just very important to value life because it's the most important thing. Por favor, toda la gente, tiene que aprender de todas las cosas. El aborto no es una cosa que debemos de hacer. Tenemos que um, pelear por la vida de todo, todo mundo, de niños, de todo mundo. Eso es lo que tenemos que entender. Gracias. Why did they march? Let this young woman who bust in from Kansas tell us in her own words. I just wanted to share with you the witness of one very special woman that I um, met this summer and again on the march. Her name was Sister Trinite, and um, she's just like this little mom that would just like take all these um, women in and um, just um, help them with this sonogram and be like, this is your little baby, like look and point out like the feet and like the toes and the fingernails and um, things like that and as she was going through she showed me another one and she would actually name some of them which I thought was really cute and she's like oh here's another one but um, we lost him today and she just started crying and just gave me a hug and um, it was so cute and she's like it's okay like I pray for them every day and I pray for their moms and I know that we're making a difference 
and I saw her at the march and she came running up to me and gave me this huge hug and I just started crying because it was like, it was her day, which was really great. Um, everything she like fought for throughout the whole year, like she got to see all these people come together as one um, and like just march with her down the street and help save all these little babies that she saw the little sonograms of. And so she appreciates all of you being there and she just saw like, all of like my school, the people that I call my friends, marching together with all their little red beanies, and she was she was proud to see you there. She was like proud to know you through me, and she was so honored. And she just loves that um, all of you witness every single day of your lives, not just on the march, and that you don't just come for fun. You come and you preach babies. You preach like life every day, and um, she really appreciates that. And, she just wanted me to tell you all thank you so much and that you will be rewarded in heaven. And that it seems like sometimes it's a losing battle because we come back every year and we hear how we're gonna like keep fighting this whole year, keep fighting, we just keep coming back and keep coming back, but that's what God wants. He wants us to be faithful, faithful in the small things and that's with every day, with every second, with, with every step forward. That's how we stay faithful um, and that's how we protect and we like save lives. So thank you all. The media will have only themselves to blame if next year the marchers come back to Washington not just in record numbers, but in righteous anger. More than any other event, the march reveals the truly eye-popping, mind-boggling corruption of the mainstream media. did such a good uh, yeah. job, Steve Sanborn of Dynamite Ministries, covering that and the bias. Mm -hmm. um, I think about what just I just saw with CBS News in the morning reporting, you know, what they uh, saw in regards to the March for Life, and they immediately said, well, there was a March for Life, you know, a few people show up, is paraphrasing. A few people. A few people showed up, but there was more people that showed up at the March for Death. I mean, they didn't say death, but the other one, and just went on about the news. I'm thinking, like, that's it? Yeah. And it's like, why are so many people adamant about trying to kill off the population of our nation. I mean, that's the spirit behind mm -hmm. that. And then you have, you know, one one in five women were have, and this is an older statistic, have been are infertile, and can't have children, and they want to have children, mm -hmm. and they can't. And it's like, why are we so focused? Though? Well, we're not. Things are shifting. As a matter of fact, I remember that when uh, President uh, Donald Trump was running for president, mm -hmm. he specifically said that I am for life. And I remember that uh, even on the debate stage, do you remember on the debate stage when he was debating uh, Hillary Clinton? And when they were debating, uh, he just came out and said, I just think it's nasty. I think it's, that's yes. not, well, I forget the words he was saying, but it's like, you know, where she believed that the babies could be aborted up to the day before they were born. It was very clear which and, side stood for what and which side stood for not. And yeah. It, very clearly understood. And he's boldly, some yeah. people say, you know, they're critical about folks and it's like, you know, because they made a mistake or they did something wrong in their past or it's like, but if they're standing up for what's right now, right. you know what I'm saying? If they're standing up for life, if, if a sinner repents, you got to 
understand that's your brother and your or your sister. Forgive. Yeah, and so they they could be you know I'm gonna I'm gonna look at look at you know my life and mm-hmm. Steve's life and Lord you know Pat's life Pat Hamilton's <laughs> life. I mean that God forgives us and, he, yeah. and but when somebody stands there's this man is more bold you know this our previous program listening to Perry Stone you know listening to Perry Stone that uh, he has stood up for more mm-hmm. about Jesus Christ has acknowledged the name of Jesus has acknowledged the name of the Lord just in the inauguration alone yeah and for life. Mm-hmm. All life, not just the child life, but you know the book by Dr. Dobson. Is it fatherless or fatherless? Yes, fatherless. Uh, it's a great story. It's a, a, a fiction, a factual. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you would call that book, and it takes the facts and it shows that listen, if we don't honor life in the womb, they're not going to honor life, you know, after a certain age. Mm-hmm. Even though they don't understand the reason why they got here is because the previous generation <laughs> allowed them to be and brought them into existence, and so. This is exciting. You know, it doesn't matter how the press really covers it because I really believe the press is just shifting anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, God's raising up new press and new people who cover true facts. And, and but in that, God is in control no matter what. When you saw the, 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 the plans and, you know, Acts chapter 4, I believe, is or 3, they're saying, you know, why do, why do kings and people gather against you and make plans of war against God and these strategies against God? But the thing about it, when men do that, we think about it, all they're thinking is horizontal. They don't believe God exists. Yeah. And every single time, since they didn't include God in their strategy, God just blows their plan out of the water. <laughs> and then they're shocked when they're the like, plans that they thought were going to take place. How did that happen? Yeah. You know, it's like the what thing that Perry Snow was like, what? Ma. Ma. Yeah. yeah. And they just, you just didn't know God exists, but now you do. That's who must, it wasn't man. And he's 100% in control of everything that's happening. Well, he's in charge. Or, yeah, yes. He's in charge. Yes. We're going to be walking that out. But yeah, he's in charge. But obviously, I mean, he's not controlling folks to march down the street that says we want to kill our children. Right. They're choosing to use their free will to do that. But 350,000 people uh, reportedly mm-hmm. showed up in 2010. And these, you look at the difference, the contrast in the two different uh, marches. I mean, it was violent. I mean, we had like a 12-year-old kid that was uh, lighting fires in the street. We had uh, people in, in black masks, you know, pulling mailboxes over. You had women you know, that were screaming and they were saying things such like, I'm a nasty woman and, and you know, I've been thinking about blowing up the White House. This is what they're saying. And so you're thinking, uh, which is Madonna. And they're uh, applauding that and cheering yeah, well, she was, it. It was Madonna that made the statement. I saw it on C-SPAN where she said, you know, I've been thinking about pondering or whatever the you know, paraphrasing about blowing, blowing the White House. I was like, what are you talking about? Why would mm-hmm. she even think about that? And people are cheering it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, one of the Judd sisters, you know, was there saying, you know, that I'm a nasty woman. And it's like, you're a beautiful woman. Why would you want to call yourself nasty? Why mm-hmm. would you want to, to degrade yourself like that? And, uh, and so it's just a mindset, you know. And you know, Ephesians 6.12 lets us know that we're not wrestling, uh, wrestling against uh, flesh and blood, but it's against spiritual wickedness. You know, and it is difficult. I can totally imagine how difficult it is to, you know, you have this pregnancy, you know, you're not married, all the stuff comes before your life, your career, you know, your plans and your vision. And so then you end the life of your child because you believe the press, you show up yeah. at a Planned Parenthood and one Colorado, the Aurora Planned Parenthood, Aurora, Colorado, got an award for promoting the most abortions from the leader of Planned Parenthood. We'll make that available to you on the torch. So he's like, wow. hey, we're gonna give you a trophy. You've taught more women into killing their children than anybody else. And it's interesting that it's a roar because that spirit of death went into the movie theater where that man was watching that Batman movie mm-hmm. or whatever, they're watching that Batman movie, and the guy walks in there and begins to just shoot all the folks up. 
and uh, it's just like a spirit of murder. Well, God is beginning to shift all that. He's shifting every bit of this, and we're watching it right before our very eyes. Mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, you think about it, for over 43 years, they have marched since Roe versus Wade passed the Supreme Court, which was really, it should have been voted on inside, law should have been made in, in Congress. It shouldn't have been made at the judiciary branch. It's, you know, it shouldn't have been made there, but they did. They made a ruling in that in 1973. Over 50 million children have been aborted since then that we even know of, and now they're preventing children from being born. In, in Japan, for example, in regards to population growth, they now don't have enough children to be able to sustain Japan. So right. Japan will fade out. Europe is going to fade out, and it's going to be primarily a Muslim nation outside the revival that's going to come, and a lot of Muslims are going to get saved. Right. I mean, that's going to happen. But America's, you know, teetering on that edge of 2.5. You have 2.5 children uh, per family to be in able order to, to sustain, sustain that your nation. Your fertility, well, sustain your right? nation. Yeah, yeah, you don't even have a nation. And so um, it's just amazing what's taking place. But God's turning that around. Praise God. And it's so exciting. And so for four, over 43 years, they've marched since Roe versus Wade in the streets, marching for life calmly, yes. just like they're doing. And it took 40 over 40 years, which is like a generation, really. Think right. about it. And now there's a pro-life president, a pro-life vice president. The, the, the vice president, Mike Pence, he is his whole career. I mean, he ran yes. on a desire to bring it into abortion. He defunded, I believe, Planned Parenthood as, Planned Parenthood as a governor in his state. And he, he ran and he, 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 he didn't succeed at running for office, so he started a radio program. And every day he would broadcast his beliefs and have conversations mm-hmm. about that. And now he is in the White House. And when we get back from this break, you're going to hear Vice President Mike Pence, the vice president, coming out to the march that they never came out yes. before. No president came out before. Speaking on his behalf, speaking on President Trump's behalf, Trump, President, president Trump's behalf about, man, we are with you. Mm-hmm. We hear you. We are for life, which means we're looking at this, the yes. end of this thing. And it's exciting yeah. the fact that you have someone in that, in that position of authority that's openly declaring life is winning again. And it's yeah. just like, this is, this is a moment to recognize the hand right. of God and he, God is answering our prayers. This yeah. is huge. Yeah. And, and, and if you're still thinking, you know, horizontally and not vertically, horizontally, you'll think, well, how's that going to work? But when God hears us say, we value life, God forgive us for the murder, for the innocent yes. bloodshed, just like Josiah. It looks like a Josiah moment, yes. don't it? When Josiah, there was bloodshed all over the place from the from Manasseh's tribe and all of that in Israel, and God was going to bring judgment down and destroy Israel. And then King Josiah uh, was having the temple worked on, and they found the Word of God. They brought mm-hmm. it out, and they read it to him for the first time, and he realized, you can't kill children. You can't, you can't uh, sacrifice children to Moloch. Yeah. Because all this innocent bloodshed that was going on. And so he repented and he stopped it, just like our president's wanting to stop it. Yeah. And God delayed judgment over a nation. God heard our cry. This is important. Yes. I mean, we owe it to, to our leaders to say, hey, you helped, helped prevent judgment mm-hmm. taking place. Listen, we're going to show you Vice President Mike Pence speaking on behalf of the president and himself and saying, we are with you pro-life. We are for ending this, this, yes. this taken of this innocent children's life. But first, I want to be able to talk to you about this offer. We want to give this to you. We want to send this to you. It's a free gift, a free gift to you for any gift whatsoever you want to be able to give. It is Faith Mindset Matters. And, and I'm going to share in here with you about five or six different ways that God creates faith in your life. And faith is important because that's what moves God. Pain, poverty, 
uh, sickness. These things don't move. What moves God is that when we trust Him, when we have mm-hmm. faith that He cares about us. Like we're talking about, we have faith that God's going to end abortion, send revival, send a third great awakening. This is yours, and you can have it. We're going to send it right to you. Here's the details. Offer 2024, Faith Mindsets Matter, Part 2. Discover how the Lord creates faith and the importance of faith, hope, and love. There is nothing more exciting than to see the goodness of God respond to our confidence in His good plans for us and others, faith. This message explores six ways the Lord creates and increases our faith and how we don't have to settle for small faith. Not only will you be inspired as you gain more understanding of how you can be proactive in the increasing of your faith, the foundation of the three most important pillars in the kingdom of God, faith, hope, and love, are laid out to give a fuller understanding and how love is not only required, but our reward. Partner now by going to vfntv.com and clicking on Partner Now. Or write to us by mail at vfntv at 40 West Nine Mile Road, number 2, PMB 360, Pensacola, Florida, 32534. Or call us at 844-408-3688. That's offer 2024, Faith Mindsets Matter, Part 2. Discover how the Lord creates faith and the importance of faith, hope, and love. This is VFN TV, where we're keeping the conversation light. Follow us online at VFNTV.com. We'll be right back. Follow us online at VFNTV.com. Can a religious club at a public school have a web page advertising their meetings? This is Law and Justice with Jay Sekulow. I wanted to find out the rights of a student organization at a public institution. Do they have a right to have a student organization web page for a Christian organization? Well, that would depend on whether they allow the other student groups to have websites uh, because what the Supreme Court decided in 1990, and this was obviously was before the growth and this, the real birth of the Internet as we know it today, uh, the Supreme Court said it equal access was entitled to the students to official recognition, which said access to the school's media. The question is, with regard to a website, I think it would follow within the same logic to include a website. It's actually a great question. Hang on the line. What I'm going to do is get you in touch right now with some of our lawyers at the American Center for Law and Justice to help you out, okay? Stay informed, get involved, and make a difference. Visit the American Center for Law and Justice at aclj.org. That's aclj.org. Dan Gallagher from Highbridge, New Jersey, who's an educator, said, John, talk to me for a minute about connecting. Well, that's one of my favorite subjects. You know, I wrote a book, Everyone Communicates, Few Connect. Basically, what I was saying in the book is this. A lot of people talk. But haven't you been sitting at a lunch table with somebody and they were talking and nobody was home? I mean, they just weren't. Remember the old gong show when somebody was talking, they weren't doing a good job. You could go over and take the old mallet and gong them and it had to be over. Don't you wish we all we all had to carry gongs with us and when the conversation got oh boy, we could just get up and gong somebody and it would be done. Well, it's not that easy. And here's what's sad. So many people, when they don't connect, don't even know they're not connecting. I would encourage you. Begin to ask other people, am I interesting? Am I adding value to you? When I walk into a room and when I'm with somebody in an experience, do people really care and are they excited? Do I have the ability to draw people to me? Am I a connector or am I a 
disconnector. You see on a phone when I'm disconnected, I know it immediately. But so many times in life, people disconnect on a daily basis and don't have a clue. <laughs> Maybe you need to get my book. Here we are. Yes, VFN TV, the daily radio program, a network that God is building through your gifts. Amazing thing because it can't be built by human hands. Things that God does cannot be built by human hands. So make sure that you join in and just offer up at VFNTV.com and sponsor and become an underwriter today. Listen, we are shining the light, keeping the conversation light on all who want to be in the light, who listen, our audience. That's right. VFNTV and the Daily Radio Program, a network that God is building through your love gift. Sponsor today, partner today, become an underwriter. Go to VFNTV.com and follow the prompt. Welcome back to VFNTV with your host, Greg Lancaster. Welcome, welcome back. This is a very exciting moment. Yes, this is a very are. exciting welcome back. Well, it is very exciting. And sometimes you got to go back and look. I wish we had the little clip. Do we have the clip of the presidential debate of the, its president, um, Trump and Hillary Clinton? Mm -hmm. And it's a clip showing, as he's talking about late-term abortion, it's a little, I think we have that, that video. And this is them talking about it, and it's showing you exactly. And the baby you're going to see is not, it's not what you think it is. This is actually a baby that was born, and the baby's still in the amniotic sac. It's a beautiful thing. And so the baby's laying on top of the mother's uh, womb or stomach. Or stomach. And so the baby's alive moving around. This is not what you think it is. This is actually this is a beautiful sight. You can see the baby in the amniotic sac laying on uh, her, her mother's uh, belly, of course, the mother's covered up. Mm -hmm. and But at the same time, you're going to hear what uh, pr uh, Donald Trump at that time, wasn't president, and what Hillary Clinton were saying about abortion at the same time. Because he was talking about up to the last moment, mm -hmm. the day before the baby's born, he said, you're for that. And she reportedly is for that. As a matter of fact, take a look at this video now. If you go with what Hillary is saying, in the ninth month, you can take the baby and rip the baby out of the womb of the mother just prior to the birth of the baby. Now, you can say that that's okay, and Hillary can say that that's okay, but it's not okay with me. Because based on what she's saying and based on where she's going and where she's been, you can take the baby and rip the baby out of the womb in the ninth month on the final day, and that's not acceptable. Well, that is not what happens in these cases, and using that kind of uh, scare rhetoric is just terribly unfortunate. You should meet with some of the women that I've met with, women I've known over the course of my life. This is one of the worst possible choices that any woman and her family has to make. And I do not believe the government should be making it. You know, I've had the great honor of traveling across the world on behalf of our country. I've been to countries 
where governments either forced women to have abortions like they used to do in China or forced women to bear children like they used to do in Romania. And I can tell you the government has no business in the decisions that women make with their families in accordance with their faith, with medical advice, and I will stand up for that right. This is this is so we have to remember this, mm -hmm. and I, I believe it is in New Mexico they have it to the last day before the child is born, and to to, to take the life the, ch the child's life, and that's what Hillary Clinton yeah. was saying. She's forced. As a matter of fact, this is this is Richards, the president of Planned Parenthood, mm -hmm. right outside the Democratic National Convention, a breakout party, and look what she said about where they were going to go with abortions. Take a look. This election is about a whole lot of issues. That's where everything was going. The Hyde Amendment says the federal government can't use tax dollars to be able to help fund abortions. The Mexico City law, which President Trump did away with right mm -hmm. away, where NGO, non-government organizations, were boarding children all over the world. He yeah. ended that as soon as possible. So that's what was taking place. So when you see the March for Life, this is a huge thing. So that's where it was gonna go. But I want to introduce to you the Vice President of the United States of America at the March for Life in 2017, mm. as he's standing up for the opposite of what the uh, president of Planned Parenthood was saying, the opposite of what Hillary Clinton was saying. As a matter of fact, take a look. This is a 40 years now, 40 years, over 44, 43 years since 1973. They've been marching, saying, you know, dear God, mm. end abortion. Well, look what's come about. Take a look. Thank you, Karen, and Charlotte, and thank all of you. On behalf of President Donald Trump, my wife Karen, our daughter Charlotte, I'd like to welcome you all to Washington, D.C. for the 44th Annual March for Life. It's a good day, and it's the best day I've ever seen for the March of Life in more ways than one. I'm deeply humbled to stand before you today, deeply humbled to be the first Vice President of the United States to ever have the privilege to attend this historic gathering. More than 240 years ago, our founders wrote words that have echoed through the ages. They declared these truths to be self-evident, that we are, all of us, 
endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights, and then among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Forty-four years ago, our Supreme Court turned away from the first of these timeless ideals. But today, three generations hence, because of all of you and the many thousands who stand with us in marches like this all across the nation, life is winning again in America. That is evident in the election of pro-life majorities in the Congress of the United States of America. But it is no more evident in any way than in the historic election of a president who stands for a stronger America, a more prosperous America, and a president who I proudly say stands for the right to life, President Donald Trump. President Trump actually asked me to be here with you today. He asked me to thank you for your support, for your stand for life, and for your compassion for the women and children of America. One week ago today, on the steps of the Capitol, we saw the inauguration of the 45th President of the United States. And I can tell you firsthand, our President is a man with broad shoulders and a big heart. His vision, his energy, his optimism are boundless, and I know he will make America great again. From his first day in office, he's been keeping his promises to the American people. I like to say over there at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, we're in the promise-keeping business. That's why on Monday, President Trump reinstated the Mexico City policy to prevent foreign aid from funding organizations that promote or perform abortions worldwide. That's why this administration will work with the Congress to end taxpayer funding of abortion and abortion providers. And we will devote those resources to health care services for women across America. And that's why next week, President Donald Trump will announce a Supreme Court nominee who will uphold the God-given liberties enshrined in our Constitution in the tradition of the late and great Justice Antonin Scalia. You know, life is winning in America. And today is a celebration of that progress, the progress that we've made in this cause. You know, I've long believed that a society can be judged 
by how we care for our most vulnerable, the aged, the infirm, the disabled, and the unborn. We've come to a historic moment in the cause of life, and we must meet this moment with respect and compassion for every American. Life is winning in America for many reasons. Life is winning through the steady advance of science that illuminates when life begins more and more every day. Life is winning through the generosity of millions of adoptive families who open their hearts and homes to children in need. Life is winning through the compassion of caregivers and volunteers at crisis pregnancy centers and faith-based organizations who minister to women in the cities and towns across this country. And life is winning through the quiet councils between mothers and daughters, grandmothers and granddaughters, between friends across kitchen tables and over coffee at college campuses. The truth is being told. Compassion is overcoming convenience, and hope is defeating despair. In a word, Life is winning in America because of all of you. So I urge you to press on. But as it is written, let your gentleness be evident to all. Let this movement be known for love, not anger. Let this movement be known for compassion, not confrontation. When it comes to matters of the heart, there is nothing stronger than gentleness. I believe we will continue to win the hearts and minds of the rising generation if our hearts first break for young mothers and their unborn children, and if we, each of us, do all we can to meet them where they are with generosity, not judgment. <laughs> to heal our land and restore a culture of life, we must continue to be a movement that embraces all, cares for all, and shows respect for the dignity and worth of every person. Enshrined on the walls of the Jefferson Memorial are the words of our third president, who admonished us so long ago to remember that God, who gave us life, gave us liberty. On behalf of the President of the United States and my little family, we thank you for your stand for life. We thank you for your compassion. We thank you for your love for the women and children of America. And be assured, 
be assured, along with you, we will not grow weary. We will not rest until we restore a culture of life in America for ourselves and our posterity. Thank you, and God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. What a huge contrast Beautiful. between where we, where we could have gone yeah. November the 8th, and we've gone this way. And if you understand, if you study, you know, uh, I think we even have a, a um, radio program that we did called, you know, We Are Josiah. Mm -hmm. And that we have to respond. Because one of the questions we had, are we Jeremiah, Josiah, or Daniel? <laughs> Jeremiah basically is letting you know, okay, well, you're still going to go into bondage, and you're going to be oppressed but this is why you're gonna be oppressed. Yeah. Josiah is someone who repents and honors God and lives a life. God said there wasn't a greater king, and what he did was he just did what God said and, yeah. uh, and repented. And then there's Daniel, which is basically, you know, grab a broom, start, start sweeping, you know, right. because you're gonna un be under this, this dictator, but God's gonna use you in the context of that. But it looks like this is a Josiah generation. That was a prophetic word. And it's important to yeah. recognize that because then you're seeing, okay, hey, God shows that this is wrong, but now we have to live out and make the changes. We have that to God, end it. Yeah, we have to end it. Yeah, and and we can empathize with the person you know uh, who who is in that particular situation by ministering and mm -hmm. being there for that particular person and understand you know what causes children that that that's not, obviously mm -hmm. they're not teaching that anymore, and people are thinking that pregnancy is is something that you can have or just do away with. And then women spend most of their life after doing that suffering great depression, yeah. looking at other children. Five years later, they see a five-year-old boy or girl, and they go, "That's that's the enemy I'll just beats you up." That, yeah. And you know, God will heal you and forgive you. And and I want to encourage you to turn that way. But we have to end it. We just have to end abortion. And we believe that that God's heard our prayers. We're the people who've marched for over 43 years. I mean, look at the president yes. and the vice president speaking on behalf of the president, saying, "You know this." is life. Mm -hmm. They stand for life. This is so exciting. We'll talk more about this after, the, after this break. Take a look. This is VFN TV, where we're keeping the conversation light. Follow us online at VFNTV.com. We'll be right back. Just like a tear to go and blur out. I just showed up in my mailbox with no tracks in the snow. Just like You're not thinking about going back there, are you? I gotta do something. This is all I got. Ain't it just like love to leave a mark on the skin and underneath?
Welcome back to VFN TV with your host, Greg Lancaster. Welcome back. What an exciting journey yes. that we've been on, you know, as we've been over the years talking about what God was saying and mm-hmm. what we have to do and having to stand up in, you know, huge darkness and say that, you know, abortion's gonna have to end for mm-hmm. us to have a revival, a third great awakening. We're not gonna have innocent bloodshed all over the land without us repenting for it. And God is beginning to just, the groundwork, when the president and the vice president stand up, you saw the two candidates that were running against each Mm -hmm. other, and one was for ending that child's life, you know, a forced birth. You know, it's like, we're talking Mm -hmm. about, and she's talking about aborting children. As a matter of fact, some of the reports are, and I I can't verify this right now, but the, the Clinton organization, which was called the Clinton Foundation, I believe, that uh, Clinton Initiative, Clinton Foundation, that they were part of the NGOs that was funding, wow. you know, the the aborting of children across the world. The, if this is also what I always say, if solving your problems means ending my life, let's look for another solution. <laughs> I don't like that idea. That's and if the children could speak, if the if they could speak, they would say, and they are a lot of children mm-hmm. survived it. Are saying, listen, find some other solution because. Why should my life end so that your life could be better? I mean, that's just a standard standard. And for some reason, we never, or, or, or those who are against life, never consider the fact that their parents were pro-life. Yes. Think about that. It's just like we got to connect yeah. that reality and just right. saying all life is valuable. All life matters. Even your life matters. Yes. And so this is so important. And some of the reports are, we're going to close out here, is that uh, science is going to get so detailed that the, the life of the child is going to be proven at mm-hmm. the beginning stages where they can see it and nobody's gonna be able to deny it. And I wanna encourage you right now, just like today when you think about history, when people actually own people in America as slaves, today we look at that and think, how in the world could that ever happen? But during that day, people owned slaves, everybody didn't, Mm -hmm. but everybody allowed it to happen. And it wasn't until uh, President Lincoln came in and began to deal with it and shift things around in the Emancipation Proclamation that they say, this is evil, we need to abolish slavery, and all of a sudden everybody now could see how evil it was. Same thing's gonna happen with abortion. So I encourage you to get on the right side of the decision, which would be the decision for life. Mm-hmm. I wanna pray right now. Father God, we love you. We thank you, Lord, uh, for our uh, pro-life marchers that have marched for yes. over 43 years, the March for Life. We thank you, Father God, for our president and vice president who unashamedly stand up for life, all life, Lord God, and that they're, they want to end the Hyde Amendment. I mean, they want to uh, keep the Hyde Amendment, that they won't want any government money funding any end of any life, that they ended the Mexico City Act, quit funding people who were aborting children around the world. Lord, hear our cry. See our leaders, God. We ask you, God, end abortion, send revival, send a third great awakening, we pray. In Jesus' name, God bless. We want to give a special thanks to all of our sponsors and partners. Visit VFNTV.com and visit our sponsors for all of their contact information, phone numbers, web addresses, emails. Call them today. I'm your host, Greg Lancaster, and we're so glad that you joined us. Don't forget you can join us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Download our app and sign up for our newsletter, The Torch, at VFNTV.com. I've enjoyed our time together. God bless. You need to know in whom you believe. You you need to know God. It's not enough to know about him, to know of him, but you have to walk with Jesus. You have to have an intimate relationship 
because we're entering a season that's going to be some of the the worst of times, but at the same time is going to be some of the best of times. And you're going to need to know God. You're not going to be able to to as maybe you've heard said, play church, if you will, as, as if you could, you're going to need to know him. And so we want to encourage you now is the best day. Today is the day of salvation. And we want to encourage you that if you are a believer, begin an abiding relationship with the Lord. What is that? That's when you spend time with God, you, you read his word, and you allow his word to penetrate your heart. And when it does that, it transforms your life. You, you, you walk together with God. You walk united with him. We have a simple plan for you, and you can get it. It doesn't cost you a thing at iabide.org. Go there today. Go there today and sign up for this free plan, and it's kind of a roadmap to help you on a day-to-day basis begin to start setting you know, uh, that time with God as a priority. And uh, as you do that, it's amazing uh, what God will, will reveal to you, what he will show you. I mean, children are abiding and that God's saying some of the most amazing mm-hmm. things to them, and they're writing it down. So you, mm-hmm. you just don't want to miss it.